Welcome back to another exciting episode of This is Talking Sci-Fi, filmed on location in my secret Sean's Garage connected to my house. Which is amazing. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once again, I'm Sci-Fi Sean, and this is... Uh, Just Randy. And we are going to talk about a few things in this episode, which will all include mostly The Mandalorian. Welcome to Talking Sci-Fi. And your host and starring, Sci-Fi Sean, and Just Brand. I finally finished both seasons of Mandalorian. Three years late. Three years late, dollar short. Um, <laughs> you guys know I like all science fiction. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. And I think that the newer movies have pushed me away from being a Star Wars fan because I'm an originalist. I like the 1970s versions of Star right. Wars with uh, um, you know, the original cast, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia. Lost. Where have you been? And you do know they were all in the. I do know that, but I, trilogies. I I am not a CGI guy. <laughs> I know you are. I'm a model guy where you have to make the models and all that, and I'm old as dirt. So you know that's why I like that. So um, it took me a while to even get onto the Mandalorian. I do not have internet service at my house, so I just can't pop it on. And go. Yeah, I could watch it on my little cell phone, like, hey, yeah, or my computer, whoa, but I have a big giant screen in my house. I want to watch stuff on the big screen. Yeah. That's why I just bypass that whole situation. So I have sinister friends out there in the world that have made me copies on thumb drives. I do have that technology. I have a, I have a smart TV with no internet. Imagine that. My God, I can't believe <laughs> Sean. It's this science fiction guy and doesn't have any internet service. It's crazy. I don't know Don't how you hate live. on me. Don't hate on me. I don't know how you live. It is. You know how I live? Great, because I don't have all this other <laughs> bull crap coming at me. So I watch my old episodes of Star Trek and whatnot and my old, uh, my old movies of Star Wars. I, to be completely honest with you, and this is going to not shock you at all because I've already told you, the last episode of Star Wars, the uh, la uh, was it The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Have not seen it. I cannot make through thirty minutes of that movie because it is so not Star Wars to me. Do you agree with that? No. You hear the train of coming? I do. It's coming down the oh, track. It's coming down the it's track. It's coming to run over me because you all these Star Wars people are hating on me right now. <laughs> oh, believe me, there's a lot of people that don't like it. But um, that's why. You're going to hear motorcycles and stuff every once in a while because we're literally in my garage. I hope our buddy it. in the white Toyota comes by. You, have you been hearing him come by lately? I want to strangle that it's kid. It's so loud. Oh, my God. I want to go out and just talk. I'm like, dude, we're trying to sleep in here. But then that makes you Karen. It does make me a Karen. You're getting it? old. It is. Is that what it is? Karen is old. I can't believe that. Anyway, <laughs> back on subject. Back on. Stay on target. Stay on target. Um, I love The Mandalorian. It was more like the... Episodes um, four, five, and four, six. five, and six. <laughs> I know. A New Hope. What's the next one? Empire Strikes Back. Right. Okay. Revenge of the Jedi. 
That's, it'll return. Always, it'll always be revenge to me. I know. That's what it originally was. I know it. And I love those movies. Revenge, yeah. Um, now, the first three movies, Phantom Menace. What was the second Attack one? of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I like Revenge of the Sith. It kind of had that feel. You know, when yeah, they absolutely. make Anakin finally turns into Darth Vader and... Kills all those little kids. That yep. wasn't Star Wars to me either. But uh, when he put the mask on and then at the end he's standing there with Grand Moff talking. I yep. thought that was great on the Death Star. They're building the Death Star. So when they did the Mandalorian, I was very skeptical. I was seeing the snippets on Facebook. This is season one. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to butcher it. Like the newer ones and it's going to be terrible. Me personally, Randy... He sleeps with these discs wrapped around it, or his thumb drive, or whatever media you look at. He goes to sleep with the damn movies on. I know he. What? He tells me, Ashley. He tells me what's going on there. The so, hell are you talking about? Nothing. You get me in trouble. Yeah, you are going to get in trouble. He tells me everything, Ashley. We'll talk later. Um, but I finally broke down after Randy pressured me to watch the first season of The Mandalorian, and I did, and I fell in love with it. I felt like it felt like the original. It felt like the original yeah. series, and John, how do you pronounce his last F- name? Finioli. Or Finioli. Finioli. The guy plays Happy in the Iron Man movies. Um, he did a fantastic job, because that man could take an idea and build it into an entire universe, just like he did Marvel. That was all him. The movie yep. Elf and so many other movies I could just sit here and name that he had parts of helping create. He evidently is a true originalist Star Wars fan because he nailed it. When they brought in IG Robot, the, the bounty hunter robot, right. which was in the um, first episode, or A New Hope, right. when uh, Vader was getting all the Bounty Hunters together. Yeah, that's Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, sorry. Is that where Bosk, is sta- the lizard guy, is standing yeah. there and they're going to go out? Okay, you're yeah. right. That's where they run into <clears throat> Boba Fett, which we'll get into in a later episode. So, this whole thing has the feel of it. You know, we've heard about the Mandalorians. We had an idea about them. Now we know what the whole true culture of them are, just from the first season. Right. And I love the idea of them coming up and getting the little key fobs or the fobs or the tracking devices, and they're all looking for them. And right. They're short episodes. I think 30 to 40 minutes yeah. is the longest they run. Yep. And there's so much they do without making it like it was all crammed together. Right. Yeah, I agree. It was a great storyline. They run into some great characters. There's a lot of hat tipping, if you will, to the uh, Star Wars world. Yeah. And it is Star Wars. Um, I have hardcore friends. Paul, I know you're listening because you watch and listen too. He's hardcore. He even likes the show. So he's my biggest sci-fi skeptic. He's more bigger than a skeptic than I am. So it's uh, it had a great feel, and they brought in everybody called it Baby Yoda, which it was not because we find out through the season that this time frame of the Mandalorian takes place after uh, Return of the Jedi. Is that about correct to say? Yeah, I thought you were going to call it Revenge of the Jedi. It is Revenge Revenge of the Jedi. <laughs> um, so, it, it's just it's marvelous. First season uh, floored me. Uh, I thought it was uh, very well filmed. The uh, whole uh, um, stormtroopers showing up, and there's an evil, sinister plot to get 
the baby Yoda. It's cute. It's drawing in the female and some guys uh, to the little the the kid, the girly, the the uh, the chick part of the film right. because everybody loves a little cuddly little uh, Yoda looking gremlin looking thing, you know. Right. And he made the movie because. Uh, it's a mystery, and that's what I like about it. It's an unfolding mystery because you know what is this thing? What's what, what? Where does he fit into? Right, right. Yeah. You got anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I do. I want to say that what I liked about it so much was bringing in the characters like the Jawas and the the Sand People. That gave it that authentic feel because we were seeing the characters that we grew up watching. Right. You know. Right. And uh, and of course, oh, uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah, Apollo Creed. <laughs> I did not like his character at you first, didn't? but then it, oh, it grew on me. He, he turned out to be an all right kind of guy. He turned out to be guy. an all right kind of guy. We'll get into that because we're going to talk about second season in, on our next episode. So, um, yes, the Jawas were great because I've always been a big Jawa fan. When, right. the, when Mando was climbing up the side of the, the, the crawler, the, the, the Jawa crawler, and right. they were coming out of the window oh, throwing was crap at him, and he's like, oh, this guy has such a struggle because he can't take his mask off. That's the whole thing. You hear the bells in the background? Church. Uh, evidently, the Catholic Church around the corner agrees with our thumbs up on season one of The Mandalorian. Now, real quick. Yeah. He can't take his mask off because he's been out of the loop and away from Mandalorians because their world was taken over. Right. Okay, so he was in like a cult that that required that. Keep but other hidden. Right, right, but other Mandalorians, as we'll see in episode two... Don't they take wear, their helmets take off. Their helmets off. And when he sees them take the helmets off, he's kind of freaking out. Yeah. And it's hard for him to take his helmet off. Yep. So the few times that he does take his helmet off, it's I mean that takes just a lot. Eat, just to eat, he can't do it in front of human beings, living creatures, <clears throat> which uh, that comes to to be bare in, in season two, I believe. So oh, he he yeah. has to do it. Yeah. And then a character shows up towards the end of season one, called Grand Moff. Gideon. Um, I can't think of what the actor's name is. Put it right here. But um, he plays the sinister, most sinister character I've ever seen in Star Wars. That guy, he don't take crap. He doesn't. And he has the dark saber, I guess that's what they call that, which is basically a sword that looks like a lightsaber, but... It I don't was, think it's a true laser. It's just it's got a crystal and everything. Does it have a but crystal? But it was created for for Mandalore. Right. If you control that, you control Mandalore. Right. The, the, so they got that in the raid when they were destroying Man, the Mandalore homeworld and all that. Well, right? Darth Maul and I mean, there's a lot of hidden stuff there that we don't really know how Gideon right. got it. But right. He has it. Right. So Gideon is this badass Grand Moff. You know, we remember Grand Moff talking, which I spoke about earlier. With the was over the the. Uh, um, Death Star, and then of course he gets blowed up the Death Star, but we didn't see his full potential of being a complete jerk. Now with Gideon, Grand Moff Gideon, this guy's a complete a-hole. It is. So you didn't watch Rogue One? Uh, yeah, I watched Rogue okay, One. Okay, so yeah. that, I felt like they did a good job of making him an asshole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with this, but you have to you have to admit uh, Gideon takes it up five notches. Oh, yeah, being I agree. Ass. Yeah. So, you know. Yep. Um, so... I really loved it because it again goes into a lot of the lore and there that he runs into what is the wrestler chick's name that's in the 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 show the the, the fighter girl that uh, Mando runs up with and she's all through second season. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you guys know who I'm talking about. Put her name in her picture right here. Carrera. Our, yeah, whatever. Well, she was uh 
she had people on Alderaan. She was from Alderaan, and they mentioned that constantly right. through both <clears throat> series. And, right. Yeah. Oh, Alderaan. My sister lived on Alderaan. Not anymore because we blew it up. <laughs> In the second season, they really get into it. We'll talk about that yeah. later because she actually runs into a guy that was on the Death Star that blew right, the damn yeah. thing up, you know. So, but anyway, <laughs> um, I'm going to rate uh, season one of The Mandalorian. I'm going to give it out of uh, 10 stars, I'm going to give it a eight and a half. Oh, that's pretty good for you. For Star Wars. Yeah. It is pretty good for you. Hey, you know me. It's a 10. It's a 10. Oh, you like, my and you God. Because like, you like Star Wars more oh, than I do. Man, you know, it is so fantastic. But the, the best thing about what Mandalorian has done to me is it's making me a Star Wars fan again. Yeah, I agree. Because I walked away from that franchise. I'm just like, I've had enough of <clears throat> baby Anakin riding around in a pod racer. I'm done with... Uh, uh, Kylo Ren throwing his temper. I didn't like the the movies after the first uh, original ones that came out. Right. Okay. Three, four, five, four, five, six. Well, one, two, and three was George Lucas. See, and that's why I told you I I the main reason I don't like Star Wars is they make you do freaking math to figure <laughs> the crap out. You have to be a mathematician. Like, well, there's. Three, four, and five, but you subtract one, two, and three, and then add six, seven, eight, and then you have the Mandalorian, and Road One, and Solo, and don't forget the Clone Wars. I am impressed that you remembered all of that on the fly. I'm not a that dumb, is, I'm not a dumbass. I understand that, but you work hard at hating Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars, <laughs> and I don't work hard. It comes natural. Okay. I am good friends with people that are in the, in the 501st um, the, uh, out of Tampa, and they're coming to Sci-Fi Bartow February the 20th, uh, um, just a few short Saturdays away, so keep an eye on that. Find it on Facebook. Check it out. We're gonna I have, bet you have Star Trek playing behind us, don't you? Yeah, that's I the do. type of person you yes, are. Yes. It's my, it's my man cave. Oh. I'm going to play what I want to play, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, um, loved it. Mandalorian, uh, I want more. Um, I watched second season, which we're going to get into in our next podcast. It only drew me in more. Um, Even Lori, my wife Lori, which has been on the show a couple times, um, she's vigilantly working on the last-minute details of Sci-Fi Varto as we speak in our living room. Um, But she got drawn into it. She's like, oh, we're going to watch The Mandalorian tonight. I'm like, yes. So... Laura and I have very stressful jobs. She's a management type person. I'm a management type person. And we come home and we eat dinner and we relax. We go get in our lounge chairs in my Star Trek room and put on this um, Star Wars crap. And my room's like going, no! It's all right with it because I have a big screen in there. So we watch me. So we'll end up falling asleep on some of the episodes yeah. because we're tired. Not right. because it's boring because... Mandalorian is not boring. Right. Yeah, I agree. There has been some slower episodes, but overall, I've been impressed by everything. So we'll wake up, go to the next day, and start that episode over and watch the whole thing. So technically, we're watching uh, one and a half times because we get about halfway through. So, but um, yes, I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, Like I said, I give it an eight and a half, and I look forward to the third season. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. That is episode uh, one. Of, uh, of, of what we're going to call a two-part episode that's coming up. And uh, on The Mandalorian Season 1. Um, you guys be cool and don't forget uh, Sci-Fi Bartow is coming up. And uh, make sure it is a mask kind of required situation of social distancing. There's going to be a lot of people there and we need to keep people safe and to the best we can. Oh, one more thing. 
You're going to do this episode. I need to put this hat on real quick. This weekend is Super Bowl. That's right. And we don't talk about sports a lot on our show, but uh, <clears throat> the, our Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be in the Super Bowl. First time this has ever happened. They're uh, the winning team of the Super Bowl, or the, one of the players in the Super Bowl is going to be at the home field advantage. They're going to be because they're doing the Super Bowl in Tampa, right? So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing on their home field. And I know you're probably going to uh, be for the other team, right? What? Who are they? Hell no, I ain't the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh no, I'm ready. Never heard of them. I don't know if they're a good football team or not. I think they did win a Super Bowl or something, didn't they? Last year. They won last So they're playing last year's champion of the Super Bowl. See, this is how it is, people, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Right. When they're done playing, I don't watch football anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. I've not watched a Super Bowl since the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was in it, which is almost 20 years ago. Did you know that? Yeah. 20 years that's ago. That's crazy, right? And they won against the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. And... Um, so we have Tom Brady, which has been a great asset to uh, Tampa Bay, but he's not the main guy. The whole team is kind of pulled together. They have. Not boring you about uh, um, football, but fandom is fandom, and that's what our show is that's about, right. right? So go Bucks! You're going to kick butt. Tom Brady, yes. Mandalorian, yes. Go Mandalorian. Mando, Mando, we love him. We'll see you next time on This is Talking Sci-Fi with Sci-Fi Sean and... Just Randy. Go Bucks. <laughs>